When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we're all realizing that the quality of our air, and particularly the quality of our indoor air, is really darn important. I'm so excited to tell you about Puro Air because in 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called a HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. I keep my Puro Air running upstairs where the bedrooms are all night. I love that it's quiet. Cleaner air just hits different, doesn't it? Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, getpuroair.com. I'm Stephanie Safarian, and this is episode 73. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hello there and welcome back. Today we are talking about one of the biggest decluttering concerns I hear from you all the time. And that is that prospective minimalists are intrigued by the lifestyle, they're interested in the idea, but they're concerned that they'll declutter something they will eventually miss. For a lot of you, what I hear is that this fear is so strong that it halts you in your tracks and stops you from decluttering before you even start. Now, most minimalists in the influencer blogging world will tell you they've never, ever missed a possession they've let go of. That's standard practice. We've all heard it before, but for me, that's just not quite true. And I actually, last week, (laughs) true story, last week, I realized I had decluttered something that I actually need. I went on the hunt through my home just last week for a book that I really do need. It's a very specific running book. It's not a novel. It's not a story. Instead, it's a formula with specific steps to get faster when you race. If you're not a runner, you definitely don't know this book. Anyway, a year or so ago, I raced miserably slow and I vowed to stop running for good because I was embarrassed that I didn't meet my specific running goals and I had lost all love of the sport and I was done running. Well, fast forward a year, not only have I been running again, but I'm ready to finally attempt to crush a big race goal that I've been eyeing for nearly a decade. So I went on the hunt to find this very specific book because I knew it has all the information I need. I searched in all the places this book should be and all the places it shouldn't be. I tore my house up looking for this darn book, but I couldn't find it anywhere. And I realized in my low moment, I decluttered it, even though I don't actually remember donating it. I'm not telling you this sad story to reaffirm your decluttering fears. I'm really not. I'm telling you this because the story actually has a happy ending. And it's this. I know for a fact that my father-in-law owns this book. He's quite a stellar runner. And he's going to let me borrow his copy. So I don't have to spend money a second time buying a second copy of this book, yet I still get the contents and information from the book that I need. So everybody wins. Now there's one more point to this long story that I need to make before we move on. Although I would surely love to own that book right now, 
I'm actually happy that I minimized it last year when I was in my low point of running. And that's because this book is kind of like those jeans that fit your skinnier self that we talked about in episode 72. That book and those jeans would have only served to bum me out and suggest that I'm inadequate if I had kept it then. So back to what we're talking about today. Today, I am taking you by the hand and I am leading you through your home room by room. In each room, I'm offering up items I know you probably have and I am certain you can let go of guilt-free. That's because there is no possible way you will ever in a bazillion years miss the 30 items I am suggesting today. Wherever possible, I'm going to give you eco-friendly disposal options because the goal here is to help you have 30 successes as you start your own decluttering journey. Now, if this episode goes too fast or if you're a visual learner, I'm offering up the 30 items we're talking about today in a free visual so that you can print it out, carry it with you through your home as you declutter if that's helpful. You can find that and everything we're talking about today in this week's show notes at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 073. That's M-A-M-A minimalist.com forward slash 073. All right, so let's get working. Today we are starting our decluttering journey in the bathroom. Item number one is worn out towels. No guest wants to come over and use your ratty tatty old towels. So repurpose them into rags in your home so you can finally say adios to paper towels once and for all or donate them to an animal shelter. Next up is expired sunscreen. Yes, it does expire. And by the way, so does medicine. If your sunscreen is expired, say adios. I often suggest using the sight and smell test for expired foods, but I don't suggest it with medicine, and I certainly don't suggest it with sunscreen. It's better to be safe than sorry. So if it's expired, toss it. Although if it's medicine, bury it. Don't flush it. Next up is stretched out hair ties. Ugh, I have two daughters. They have long hair, and stretched out hair ties are the bane of my existence. If they're stretched out, they don't work, so they just need to be tossed in the trash. And finally, in the bathroom, we are responsibly decluttering our old nail polish because if it's old and if you try to use it, it chips in about two hours. Get rid of it, but do so responsibly. Check out episode nine of this podcast for eco-friendly decluttering ideas, specifically in the bathroom. Now we're moving right along to the bedroom. And I have five items for you to declutter guilt-free in the bedroom. The first one is undergarments with holes or stains. Ew. (laughs) Don't donate it. I'm sure that nobody wants your stained or holed undergarments. If you have a textile recycling program near you, you can try to recycle these items there. However, if there's no textile recycling place near you, they go in the trash. Next up is solo socks. How long have you been holding on to socks without a match? I like to use the six-month rule for socks. If it's been six months and the match hasn't shown its face, it's time to accept the fact that it is gone. So what can you do with solo socks? You can cut it in half lengthwise and make a rag. Or what I like to do is you can cut the toes off and you can make a scrunchie. 
I use old socks in my hair to make these amazingly full hair buns. Nobody would ever know that there's a sock in there. Just go on YouTube for a tutorial. I'll put a link in this week's show notes. Moving right along to wire hangers. Collect them all and bring them back to the dry cleaner. As a side note here, I recently also collected all those oversized plastic zip bags that the dry cleaner uses to pack up your freshly cleaned comforters. And I gave those all back to my dry cleaner too. He was quite happy to take them and I was quite happy to get them off my hands. Moving right along to the earring without a match. Again, use the six month rule. If it's been six months or longer and the match has not shown up, it's time to abandon hope. And finally, when it comes to the bedroom, those stockings or pantyhose with runs. Nobody needs to keep those around. <laughs> if you use a shampoo bar like I do, you can use one knee high to hold your shampoo bar so it hangs and dries out appropriately in the, in the shower. That's just an idea. However, if that doesn't work with your lifestyle, go ahead and throw out the stockings and the pantyhose with runs. All right, travel to your kitchen. I have five items for you in the kitchen, and the first one is refrigerator magnets. In my experience, magnets are usually meant to remind us of a special time or a special memory or a vacation. Well, okay, what else do you own or have that can remind you of whatever it is that that magnet invokes? As a side note here, fridge magnets and the items that magnets tack up onto your refrigerator is the complete opposite of minimalism. It's literally the opposite. So if you're listening to this episode right now and you want to scream at me because you think I couldn't be more wrong, I suggest you take everything off of your fridge, all of it, every paper, every magnet, all of it, every picture for one week and see if you miss any of it. If you do, go ahead, put it back. No harm, no foul. But I'm willing to bet you'll grow to love the clean and decluttered space that a magnet-free refrigerator offers. Next up is your pile of takeout menus. Recycle them, baby. If you are listening to this podcast, that means you have internet. And every single restaurant you'd want to order from has its menu on the World Wide Web. Just trust me there. Embrace this. Let go of those outdated and unupdated menus. Moving right along to the third item in the kitchen. We just talked about this with Mirle Guerra on episode, I believe it was 71, when we talked about minimizing the kitchen. Cookbooks. Cookbooks you aren't using. Take photos of the few recipes in a cookbook that you do use and then go ahead and donate the cookbook. Next up is takeout condiments. You know, those little ketchup packets, mustard, etc. Be honest with yourself. Will you use those packets? If so, put those packets in your sight line so you use them up first. So, of course, this way you'll reach for the ketchup packet before you reach for your ketchup bottle. Use it up. But if you're being honest with yourself and you're not going to use them, toss them. Prevent yourself from bringing any home the next time by politely declining them the next time you order takeout. Simple. If you're not going to use them, don't allow them admittance into your home. And finally, when it comes to the kitchen, we're talking about excess mugs. 
How many mugs does the average person need, really? Even if you're an avid coffee or tea drinker, how many mugs truly do you need? We always gravitate to our favorite mug. Donate the ones that are in the back of your cabinet because I'm certain that those are the ones you never, ever use. All right, here we go. We're heading to the office or wherever you keep your important papers. I have eight items for you to declutter that you will not miss in the office. And the first one is business cards. Can you find a way to digitize this information and recycle the cards? The pile of cards is messy. It's not attractive. You never seem to have the card you actually are looking for anyway. So start a document on your computer or a note on your phone and get all the business card information that you need to keep in a single document and recycle the cards. Next up is old receipts. Not only are receipts super clutter-inducing, but they also have BPA in them, so they're unhealthy. Decline receipts whenever and wherever possible and find another way to track your spending. Moving right along to owner's manuals for items you don't even own anymore. Recycle those manuals. If you're keeping owner's manuals for appliances you do have and do currently use, Consider tossing those ones too. I know it's blasphemy, but stay with me. Owner's manuals are all online these days. Unless you have a super, super old appliance, perhaps you recycle that entire stack of manuals and do something amazing with the space that they're stored in instead. Expired coupons is up next. They're expired. They're pointless. Recycle. Gift cards you know you'll never use. We all have these, right? I have a gift card in my desk. I got it maybe 15 years ago to a restaurant we have up here called Red Lobster. I'm never going to Red Lobster. (laughs) Never, ever. (laughs) If you have gift cards you know you'll never use, give them to someone who will use them. Think outside the box. I know if I put my mind to it, there's somebody in my life who loves Red Lobster and will happily take that free gift card. Next up is textbooks from your college days. Now, my husband, again, has a bunch of these. Try Half.com or another online book reseller, and hopefully, maybe, you can get a few dollars for your old textbooks. If not, try your local library. But remember, depending on your age, the textbooks you're keeping are likely outdated. The information is outdated. And the beauty of the internet is all the information you could ever need is in one handy dandy digital place. Paper bills and bake statements, those are next. Very simple, just go paperless. And finally, when it comes to the office, those useless cords. Oftentimes, we all know it to be true, the cords last longer than the actual piece of technology. The cords can be recycled. Just check out episode 11 of this podcast for more ideas on what to do with that cord pile. Here we go. We're heading to the living room where I have five items for you. The first is magazines you've already read. If you have children, keep a few for creative projects and then donate the rest to nursing homes or adult communities in your area. Even if the magazine in question is National Geographic, you do not need to hold on to that stack of National Geographics for 40 plus years like my grandfather did. Give that National Geographic with its currently updated information to somebody right now who will love on it. 
Next up is VHS tapes. This is a tough one because while the exterior is plastic, the inside tape is toxic. So you really need to research your local disposal options and don't just shove those VHS tapes into a trash bag to be carted off to the dump. Related is DVDs. Ask yourself truly, do you need that DVD collection or does Netflix or Hulu or another streaming service offer the same movies on streaming all digitized? Moving right along to board games. If the board game is intact and has all its pieces, go on, have a yard sale, sell it, or give it to a kid. And finally, when it comes to the living room, the last item I'd like you to consider letting go of is musical CDs. This is a tough one, right? If you have a unique collection, you can try to sell those CDs online before that collection becomes worthless and you get no money for it. You could also try donating your CDs to your library or to your local used record store. But just a helpful reminder, every song you could ever want is on the World Wide Web. The last place we are heading to today is your garage or your basement. Four items for you. The first is old paint. If you're keeping old paint for touch-up purposes... I know from experience that even though you're using the same paint from the same can that's on your wall, if the paint is old, it still may not match what's on the wall. Paint cannot be thrown out, even if it's old, even if it's now a solid. Check locally for responsible recycling programs and centers, but just be sure to write down the paint numbers in digital format somewhere so you know them when the time comes for you to buy a small can and touch up the nicks and dings on your walls. Old baby gear, that's next. If your kids are grown and no longer need that high chair, consider giving it to a young couple who does. There are young couples where money is tight and they need that high chair and they would love on that crib or whatever it is that you're holding on to. Shift your thinking about these items and refuse to look at them and be sad that your kids are no longer babies. Instead, again, shift your thinking. Think of these items as being able to help others while their children are small and they are in the trenches of baby and toddlerhood. Next up is musical instruments. Inquire whether the schools in your community will take instruments that are in good working order for their music programs. And finally, craft supplies that you no longer use. If you're holding on to craft supplies for crafts that you just don't do anymore, it's time to say goodbye. I'm looking at myself and my scrapbooking collection. So there you have it, 30 plus things you can declutter that I promise you will never ever miss. Now, don't forget, if you need a visual, head on over to this week's show notes. You can get everything we talked about today in printable form. You can find that and more at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 073. Before we say goodbye, just a friendly reminder, if episodes like this are your jam, and if you want more decluttering ideas with responsible unloading ideas too, this is what I do. I've done it before. Check out episodes four and 11 for more. On next week's episode, we are talking about dreams. We all have them, big dreams. Why is it that some of us achieve big dreams and others do not? That's what we're tackling on next week's show. I will see you then. Take care.